All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, where we cover sports, music, Southern culture, and pretty much all things the South. But uh, we got a little bit of breaking news. It looks like the Braves gave up another run <laughs> from last night's game. That was a total beatdown. <laughs> they ended up being 15-3. So hopefully they'll uh, pick it up and continue with that series. But we do have some good news. Uh, Miserable and Reckless now has a brand new Facebook page um, that we, you know, just going to be posting some great content from from uh, different trips hopefully some future trips once COVID kind of gets out of here. But, uh, and then, you know, say we also got uh, our uh, summer bummer jam playlist from a few weeks back that everybody definitely needs to check out. I can attest that I played it uh, around a bonfire at the outer banks and it was uh straight fire son. So, <laughs> all right. Glad to hear our people like our music. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, let's jump right into the weekend wrap. Um, we're going to do things a little bit differently for anybody that may be a continuing listener with the good, the bad and the ugly. We're going to expand it. Because like we say, we're not always about sports, only sports. We're going to expand it a little bit uh, to good, the bad, and the ugly for pretty much all things. And uh, Dustin, if you want to kick it off. Yeah. Um, well, good. Uh, to kick it off with one non-sports thing. Uh, took a trip this past weekend that's been about 10 years running with a group of friends. It's about 12 people and now our children. Um, so it was like five children on the trip. And, uh, you know, like we mainly hang out with each other. We go to like breweries and wineries around Virginia. And um, we were only about an hour and a half outside of D.C., but the house was was literally – it wasn't I had bad service. It was my phone said no service. <laughs> That's literally what it said. It wasn't no bars or almost no bars or 3G. It was nothing. So we were, you know, who knew? Like foothills of the Virginia mountains, you, you didn't have any access. There's like a little country store up the street with like the man and his wife who like run it. And I popped in there and bought a six pack of hams and a BLT. And it, it was just, I don't know. It was nice. Um, kind of got to focus on the people you're with and hanging out with them. Uh, you know, kind of seeing people's kids grow up the whole, like, I know I've heard Marty Smith say it a couple of times, be where your feet are mentality. So instead of being in your phone, being with the people in the place that you're in, so uh, it was a good trip. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, other good thing, Duke got a first win in football, beating that that vaunted Syracuse uh, Orange football team. Uh, 645 yards of offense was nice to see, even though I didn't get to see it. And, um, you know, I will mention that 645 in offense was more than Carolina put up on Syracuse. So we got that benchmark to go by. Um, bad. I'm going to stick with my Blue Devils. They turned the ball over four times and still won the game. They had three fumbles. I don't know why they can't hold them to the football, but they can't. Um, that makes, by my count, 19 on the season. Last year they had 28. So That's we're getting great. real close to that, and we're not even halfway through the season. Hopefully you have about four or five more this weekend. <laughs> well, this weekend we won with four turnovers, so let's we'll see what happens. Um <laughs> The other bad is, uh, and I'm sticking with sports here. What's the AP top 25 talking looking at? It's Carolina number five. Fake That's news. A joke. Fake what news. What a joke! They're on the verge of the college football playoff ranking above Ohio State and Penn State. Get out of here! That's ridiculous. They beat Syracuse, Boston College, and Virginia Tech. BC's been decent. Virginia Tech is decent, but to say that that's worthy of number five in the nation, no. All hypes, no substance. All sizzle, no steak. <laughs> At the end of the year, 
if that's how it works out, you can talk your trash angle. But for now, that what a joke. Um, and then ugly. Uh, this week, my we took my kid to daycare for the first time because uh, my mm. wife went back to work. And uh, yeah, it was a it was an ugly first day. Me and my wife bawling <laughs> our eyes out. Which, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> being like, where's my baby? I want my baby back. It, so, it gets easy, man. It gets easier. <laughs> start handing them off with a smile. <laughs> run, run, run. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's probably the – if you saw us ugly crying, you would have laughed at us and maybe felt sorry for us because we were like, what, what is happening? What, what What's going on with this world that we're in? So – that was uh, that was probably the biggest thing that's happened this week. We come back home from a wonderful trip and then have to hand our kid off to strangers. So that's my good, bad, and ugly for the week. All right. Uh, Angle, if you want to take it next. Sure. Good. Um, everybody mute your, mute your uh, radio because – Chase Elliott wins at the Roval for the second year in a row. You heard hey. that. <laughs> you heard that called on this podcast last week. I pretty much told you it was, it was going to happen, and then it did. He also won Charlotte Oval, which is different, in May this year. That's four in a row in road courses. He's pretty much the road warrior, according to every NASCAR headline I've seen this week, which is a pretty bad nickname. Um, and he's locked in the top eight. Um, the bad – Kind of like with Zion Williamson, uh, you know, the Duke fans swiped uh, my bad for the week, which was the hype for UNC. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna go ahead and do a whole thing on that, but I guess the Duke fan just jumped in and took it from me. So but, I knew it was coming, so I had to get in front of it. <laughs> I, you didn't ask this part, uh, Morgan. Do you feel like you lost to the number five team in the country? Uh, you know, with 15 players being out on defense, pretty oh, much. Oh, here we go. I don't want to hear about your water boys. <laughs> you guys, I mean, I told you beginning of the season that UNC's offense was, was if if they played like they did last year, they're gonna build on that into this season and be really good. I think they're overrated at five. It makes me nervous. I agree. I I completely in. agree. I think Ohio State, who hasn't even played a game yet, is probably right, should be ranked higher than them. I uh, <laughs> it, it makes me nervous going into Tallahassee down there against Florida State and. Of course, it would be the most Carolina thing in the world to go in when Florida State's shown us exactly well, good all year. Didn't they start to kind of find some kind of offense last week? Uh, we can cover didn't the that quarterback, later. Didn't the quarterback kind of start finding some kind of rhythm? We can cover that later I, uh, <laughs> when we get to the game. <laughs> I don't think so. Spoiler alert, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My ugly for the week, speaking of ugliness, is Kyle Busch and Jimmy Johnson. Uh, two names that are well-known in NASCAR. Like, what the hell, man? Uh, Kyle Busch is out of the playoffs the year after winning the championship. Hasn't won all year. And quite frankly, uh, I'll be honest, I I've been a NASCAR fan for just about four years now, uh, thanks to my wife, honestly. Uh, Jimmy Johnson won the first year that I was watching NASCAR, and I was told that he was like the end-all, be-all. He was the Patriots of NASCAR. So I was like, oh, okay, well, fair enough. I guess I'll cheer for that guy. I, I don't. I honestly don't think he's won since. I think he's 130-something races without a win or something like that. I, I believe he won a rain-shortened race at Dover. 
So I'm sorry. I know the guy's retiring. I know he's Mr. Nice Guy and Mr. Gentleman and Mr. Whatever, but I don't see it. I don't understand what everybody's up in arms about. Jimmy Johnson hasn't won all year out of the playoffs again. Instead of him, he have like six or seven cups. He has seven. He's seven time Jimmy Johnson. Instead of him being the Patriots of NASCAR, he's now the Tom Brady of NASCAR. Washed up. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously, though. So I'm sure Marty Smith would slap me for saying that. But Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, what the hell, man? Ugly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Morgan, good, bad, and the ugly. Let's see here. Um, Good. Brody started drinking from uh, Open Cup this past weekend. Oh. Yeah, he's moved big boy. Turned one Saturday before this past weekend. He is drinking from a big boy cup. That's cool. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. We uh, saw him doing it at daycare. And uh, they told us when I picked him up one day that, you know, he's comfortable drinking from an open cup. So we've been trying it uh, every night, and he, he loves it. He kills his milk every night now. Yeah, just watch him with the dog because uh, your dog is going to be drinking milk if you're not careful. <laughs> uh, he, he had a good – the dog had a good dinner tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> not the, the baby, not so much. The dog, of course, he did. Um, <laughs> let's see, the ugly – Tech's defense. I mean, you know, I knew I trust me, I you know, they've been putting up they've been allowing so much yards every game. And I knew coming into this game that this was going to be this this game was gonna test their defense the most probably this season and show just how weak they were and UNC just lit their secondary up all game. So congratulations, Ryan. <laughs> That's, they're working on it. I mean, you had 15 players out. I won't go into that too much anymore. But, you know, get get with the program, Tech. Get you guys, you know, safe and healthy and stop partying on the week weekdays. Um, ugly? I'm, I'm going to stick with You're Tech and say – They're ugly? I'm going to stick with Tech and say their upcoming game. Because if, if there's one thing I do know, what Ryan's talked about is how Boston College's quarterback is, you know – future Sunday player, he is going to have a field day. He's gonna he's probably gonna put up at least four hundred yards. So that that's my ugly. It's I don't think you can get any uglier than that. <laughs> All right. So for me I'm gonna go good with uh the Braves twenty two year old pitcher Ian Anderson because Ian Anderson has been fantastic down the stretch on the season and so far in the playoffs he's three and with a zero point zero zero ERA and twenty two strikeouts. And I uh, had a fantastic showing against the Dodgers in game two. We won't talk about game three. But the Braves have been playing good baseball, save for that one game. And Ian Anderson and Max Fried have been uh, killing it on the mound. So, you know, you got to have good pitching to win a win a World Series. So, maybe in a shortened season, this is Atlanta's year. Um, Just like 95. Yeah, yeah. Revive 95. The bad is 100% the concept of defense and whatever the hell you call that Virginia Tech versus UNC game. 101 total points god knows how many yards like like that was that was worse than a big 12 game almost like it it was it was just it was just who who can score the most points screw the defense it was a terrible game terrible outcome all right moving on uh (laughs) with with the ugly um i gotta throw it to Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. For him to be such a offensive guru, and he's and look, he's had some good offenses in the past. They lose twenty-four to two in a football game to the vaulted Kentucky Wildcats. You know that SEC power in football. 
Oof. The offense didn't put up any points. Two points. Like, I mean, that's inexcusable. And for all the talk we were hearing about, you know, Mississippi State's offense after that week one, they have not showed it um, in the last two weeks. So, definitely, Mississippi State and Mike Leach deserve the ugly for me for this week. Yeah, well, we, we've all – I think we all, like, enjoy Mike Leach because he's an entertainer. Mm-hmm. However, we did say this – I don't know if we said it on this program. We've talked about it before. When he was in the, out west with uh, Washington State, he was generally 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. Like, for, for, there was a lot of overhype from that week one. His record so. is eerily similar to one of Dave Doran at NC State. It's very, very similar. So, <laughs> so he's, um, so he's <laughs> mid-tier. Hey, but uh, Dave Doran is now the number three winningest coach of all time at NC State. <laughs> I thought we did useless facts last week. <laughs> hey, it's always useless facts on Miserable and Reckless. <laughs> so uh, I guess that wraps up the weekend. Um, now for our weekend look ahead, if uh, Angle, if you want to kick that off, and we'll kind of kick it around from there. Yeah, sure. So for me personally, um, I don't have kids and I don't have a lot of other stuff going on. <laughs> So for me, the weekend look ahead, if it's not the ACC, it's always the SEC or the NASCAR. That's what I enjoy watching. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So we've covered it in the past. Um, SEC, uh, the East games were a big deal last week, just like we kind of, we mentioned. And looking forward, I mean, normally I talk about the stuff on the field. Unfortunately, we're we're not going to ignore it, right? It seems like the stuff off the field is grabbing more headlines this week. LSU in Florida, that's a huge game. Um, normally, that's been postponed. And then number three, Georgia is playing number two, Alabama, but Alabama is actually without Coach Saban. Um, as much as he's a grump and everything else, you obviously don't want an older coach to be testing positive for COVID. And it's just a, it's just a crap situation all around. You clearly want to see everyone at full strength if, the, if number three is playing number two. And quite frankly, uh, all things aside, I mean, I really don't need to see one of these teams lose and then decide that Carolina needs to be in the top four because that's just way too much hype. And that's just now impacting me personally. So, <laughs> so it all comes back to you. <laughs> always, always about the Carolina boy. <laughs> I, I hope everyone understands that my tongue is firmly in cheek. I really do hope that coach Saban and the rest of the coaches down there are all right. But there isn't much else to say about the SEC. There's just not a lot of teams that are good that are playing. Um, Kentucky, we mentioned, they're playing Tennessee. That could be something that, you know, I could turn to when the 19th Roman commercial was on TV for the ACC. I don't know, Ryan. Ole Miss and Arkansas, man. That's a, that's a, that's a big one right there, man. That's going to be <laughs> exciting. I don't even know if you're lying or not. <laughs> 3.30 in the afternoon, too, man. That's, that's prime time right there. <laughs> Oregon will be asleep. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be rocking, I'll be rocking the baby. That or picking up pumpkins. Who knows? Or, a, or Jersey Mike's. I save that for uh, for exciting days, <laughs> like the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the other the other piece of the weekend then for me is obviously the NASCAR Cup playoffs are going on. There's a Kansas race up next. It's a mile and a half track. Um, it's as boring as our Kansas City friends. Um, that said, though, I love taking shots at them just in case they're listening. That said, though, uh, there's no real surprise here, but the recent winners in the past five or so years are the usual favorites. Hamlin's, I, I looked it up, Hamlin's won the last two. Brad and Chase have won each recently before that. Harvick and Truex have two each previously before that. So five of those. Elliott? I'm sorry? What about Elliot? What's his record Chase. there? Chase, he has one in the last – he's won one of the last four. 
So it's Denny Hamlin that's won two in a row. And then the, the most recent past that was Chase and then Brad Kozlowski. And then you've got Harvick and Truex that won the four races before that. So five, all five of those guys are in the current top six. So it, it, hopefully it's entertaining. Hopefully um, it, it's clearly a big deal because of the playoffs. I just, I don't find a lot of joy out of watching the mile and a half tracks. I'd rather watch super speedways or short tracks or road courses. It's, it's, it's more interesting. So we'll, yeah. we'll breeze past that. Um, is this where I, yeah. is where I make the joke about field hockey? I mean, <laughs> number eight Duke drives down 15501 to Chapel Hill to take on the number one UNC Tar Heels. I've been enjoying the women's field hockey stuff. They put it on on 12 noon on the ACC network. So depending on which virtual trip service we go to, whether we get up early or we go to the later one, you can catch a little part of the game. So uh, that's about as Southern as it gets, right? Virtual church and then Carolina <laughs> women's field hockey. <laughs> I'm maybe prepared to do upper-class Southern. Maybe, maybe maybe uh, take some time some pumpkin spice lattes afterwards. Who knows, man? <laughs> <laughs> so that's about enough for me for the weekend look ahead. But yeah. All right, Morgan. Yeah, we're uh as I joked about the pumpkins earlier, we're uh taking the little guy to pick out his first pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, try to do that early in the morning before the uh, the game starts for the afternoon. Um He's down to just one nap a day now for about an hour and a half, which is kind of cool. It's also sad because he, I don't, hold, I don't really get to hold him anymore for his naps. We just put him in the crib and, and he goes right to sleep. He doesn't like to be held that much anymore, which is kind of sad. But, you know, the, uh, the little girl, she's on her way here soon, so I'll get to do the same thing with her all over again, which will be fun. But other than that, probably watch some of the, uh, the NASCAR as well. Um, I hadn't watched a whole lot of it this season, but I'll, I'll get into it more probably this weekend. Watch uh, number 11, hopefully do some good things. And um, that's probably about it. All right, Dustin. Yeah, <clears throat> my biggest thing is uh, there's a place called the Colony Grill, and they have four locations in Connecticut, one location in New York, and now, as of yesterday, one location in Arlington, Virginia. Ooh. So it's a, uh, it's a, you know, New Haven, New York style pizza place. It's, you know, if anybody knows me and, and my love for Carolina beach, North Carolina and Brits donuts, this is uh, Jenny's version of her summertime childhood, going to visit grandparents, going to colony grill, getting pizza. Cool. It's her Brits donuts. And uh, it opened up, we got it on the first day it opened, of course. <laughs> Um, but we're, I wouldn't be surprised if we head there again this weekend. And, um, it's, it's good place. Like if you're in Connecticut, um, you know, I think one town, I forget what town in New York, but there's several towns in Connecticut, or if you're ever in Arlington, you check it out. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer. I, I, I buy in these days. <laughs> New Haven pizza. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's Seriously. good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, this place, uh, they know what they they know who they are. So even though it's Colony Grill, they only offer pizza. So basically, they you get a pizza, and they say, "Here's ten toppings. Tell us what you want." And then, oh yeah, what kind of beer do you want? And then that's it. That's there's nothing else. There's no other options. They don't try to like do other stuff. They don't have a salad bar, you know, like it's or chip cheesesteaks, like. 
they offer the one thing and if that's what you're in the mood for they're they're good at it when COVID ends i'll defect from lido's to go there once with you guys <laughs> we're we're in all you got to do is bring right. it up and jenny will meet you there next time i come up there you guys will have to take us there absolutely all right so for me it's uh gonna be like Ryan said, you know, not married, don't have kids. So my weekend revolves around hanging out with my dog, watching football, and maybe squeezing in a round of golf, depending on how I feel that weekend. And I need to get back out there on the course this Sunday because my last round was atrocious. Golf is the most frustrating, but at the same time, one of the most fun sports in the world. And uh, once you once you start breaking 100, then breaking 90, and then you start shooting in the hundreds again, it's frustrating as hell. I threw a club the other week and scratched up my driver. So... <laughs> But also, you know, uh, we're going to get into this in a minute, but it's a big week between uh, two teams in the D-Berry household and the NC State Wolfpack and Duke, so I'll definitely be watching that. We'll have some coverage here in the next segment. But uh, in the, on the music front, there's one thing I did want to share. Um, coming out tomorrow, and uh, one of the up-and-coming guys out of Texas that is now signed with a major label but retained a lot of creative control, which is encouraging, uh, Parker McCollum. Uh, out of Conroe, Texas, releasing his uh, major label debut. He he did this last time where with his last record, he released the first half in an EP in the digital streaming age that we're in. Um, and then the second half in an EP and then it merged together as an album on Spotify. So his first half of his next album will be released tomorrow and it's called Hollywood Gold. So uh, check out Parker McCollum for sure because he's got some, uh, got some bangers and slappers out there for as the kids say. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much my weekend. A lot of football, golf, and sitting around in the recliner. Basically, we got you covered. Music, food, pumpkins, sports. Mm. Pretty much. Field hockey. <laughs> Field hockey. Field. <laughs> sports. You saying Ish. that's not sports? No, Sports-ish. I thought, I thought the weekend was going to be in, un, incomplete, but once you brought up field hockey, that just t- put a nice little bow on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, ACC uh, pick them for this week. Um, we'll go over the cumulative records and we'll try to move through this a little, little bit swiftly to get to the next topic. But um, so far, Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan are all 24 and 9, and I am 23 and 10. So I'm lagging behind the guys a little bit, uh, thanks to my NC State pick last week. But um, we all picked Louisville over Georgia Tech and got that one wrong. And, uh, you know, that, that was just a, a surprise. I didn't expect that on when I saw that score Friday. And I didn't even watch the game because I was like, this is going to be a blowout. Turns out it was just. Hey opposite direction <laughs> but first game of the week we have a conference matchup pittsburgh versus miami morgan who you got let's see here i'm gonna go with miami um i'd, I'd like to pit, pick pittsburgh because i can't stand miami but i think miami's gonna um i think i'm just gonna keep it short and sweet miami's gonna win probably by two touchdowns I haven't right. really looked that much into this one, so. Hey, fair enough. Dustin? Uh, not as big a game as we thought it would be five weeks ago. But no. I'm going, I'm going with the U. It's bounce back week. I still don't believe her in them, Clemson, you know, regardless of what Clemson does to them because Clemson does that to everybody. All right, Ryan. Um, I'm taking Miami. I'm, I'm, I'm not – I'll be the opposite of Dustin, I'm not to pick at him, but I'm just not sold. Um, some of these, uh, all I'll say is that Miami and Pitt have played some of the same teams and Miami's looked better than Pitt has, but I could, I, I'm not sold that Miami's going to win this game. I'm taking them to be smart. 
All right. And yeah, just to kind of round things out, I'm going with the U also. Um, I actually think it's going to be a close game. I think the Pitt's going to play pretty well. Um, they, they really screwed it up last weekend by losing on a uh, missed extra point, but Miami ultimately pulls away wins by seven to 10, but I think it's actually going to be pretty close um, for the majority of the game, but I got Miami in that one. All right. Next up, we're going to go with uh, what is, I believe the only non-conference matchup of the week. It's a uh, exciting game. We have the Liberty, whatever they're, I don't know their mascot, the Liberty flames, I guess, uh, versus Syracuse. So uh, Morgan, what do you think? Let's see. Jerry Falwell versus Donovan McNabb. Who do I want to pick? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. I, you know, I, who knows? You know, I, Liberty could surprise them and win 10 to 7. But, uh, you know, I'll give respect to the ACC. Um, Syracuse will probably win it 13 to 10. It will be a boring game. And then again, we could all be wrong. I said that about one of their games before in the past, and both teams put up over 30 points. So, but I'll stick to 13 to 10 Syracuse. All right, Angle. I picked Cuse. I'd like to point out Liberty is favored. They're coming in 3-0. and They're favored by Vegas. They're coming in 3-0, and and they have former Ole Miss coach Hugh Freeze. Oh, that's uh, right. Now, now at Liberty. Now. I ex- fully expect there to be another scandal at Liberty because Hugh Freeze vacated 33 wins at Ole Miss. So I, I expect Liberty to win this game with all sorts of recruits that they dropped the bag for. But I'm going to pick Hughes because I'm an ACC guy. Hey, Dustin. Uh, I think this game's a coin flip. Um, ultimately, the FP- ESPN's FBI's got uh, Syracuse like with a 60% chance to win. To win. But ultimately – we got to have a little variety in our lives. I'm going with the Flames to win this one. And I think that it could be uh, the way that Dino Barber's or Babers finally flames out at Syracuse and they decide to get rid of him. But I was going to make a zipper joke, so I'm glad you made a Flames joke. <laughs> All right, with this one, I'm going to do it in my best to uh, not make a Jerry Jr. joke. But. <laughs> I'm going with Liberty in a close one as well. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see at least a couple series of this game because uh, NC State plays Liberty later in the week, not because I give two shits about Liberty or Syracuse, but just to see how Liberty looks for a possible matchup. But <clears throat> I'm going with – they played them close last year in Lynchburg. Um, I think they pull out a close one, and uh, Syracuse just looks bad. So, I'm going with Liberty. Hey, right, next up, we have probably the easiest pick of the week, Clemson versus Georgia Tech. I'll start Clemson. All right, Dustin, you're next. Clemson. That's it, Ryan. Clemson. <laughs> um, uh, really hard, Clemson. <laughs> Morgan. So, uh, Georgia Tech. Morgan, I'm so, locking that in. If you say that. <laughs> Clemson. I thought we were doing opposite week here. Sorry, uh, Clemson. <laughs> All right, next team. <laughs> All right, next game. <laughs> We've got what preseason looked like it was going to be a good matchup. I'm not so sure now, but we have Louisville versus our uh, one-year rental of an ACC team, Notre Dame. Um, Dustin, what do you think? Uh, my thought is early. we were all high on Louisville to start the year. I think they're going through some growing pains. Notre Dame's doing what they're supposed to do. I think they're going to win the football game. All right, Morgan. Uh, 
usually I'd say Notre Dame screws it up when they get ranked up this high, they, which they usually do lately. I think in the last 10 years they've, they've screwed the pooch. But I think Notre Dame's defense um, helps them out this one. I think they'll – it won't be a close game, but it won't be a, a blowout. I think, you know, probably, probably win by a touchdown and a half. All right, Ryan. Uh, I want to like Louisville, but their defense is a sieve. They lost three fumbles last week. Their quarterback is a stud. Notre Dame is going to win the game, though. Yeah, I agree. I got fighting Irish uh, by a couple scores. Um, you know, Louisville hasn't looked too good. Maybe they'll right the ship before the end of the year. But, um, I mean, Satterfield will have them playing better in the next few years. He's a good coach. I mean, they, they kind of overachieved last year, and that's where a lot of the hype's coming from. This year hasn't panned out, so I got Notre Dame. All right, the next can one. Get, Go ahead. Can I get five seconds? Yeah, sure. Malik, Malik Cunningham is really good. So don't yeah. be surprised if he's going to play really well in the NFL. That's all I'll say. He's not on a Let good me. team. They're not helping him out. I, we don't need to go further into it, but he's really good. He's yeah. really good. I, I was going to add one more thing. I also will not be surprised at the same time that Notre Dame gets um, – they choke at this game at the same time. I just want to add that little <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so you're changing your pick. Got it. Next no, team. No, I'm not. I'm not changing my pick. <laughs> Morgan likes to hedge his bets on his predictions. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> all right next one is uh big game for me big game for dustin we have duke versus nc state all right dustin what do you think what's your take on this one well i don't know why this isn't game day that i don't understand <laughs> uh i have a serious issue with espn on this and i'm i'm actually pretty mad about it um i saw that it was on root sports what is that it, exactly it should be game day I mean, you're not uh, even getting a regular channel. You're getting ESPN three. Look, here's here's the bottom line on this. <laughs> State's defense doesn't impress me. I think that it's possible that if Duke can hold on to the ball and not make mis- not turn the ball over four times, they could win this game. It w- they won't blow NC State out, but if they can score with them, they could walk away with a win. However. My advice holds from a couple of weeks ago, bet against your team because then that way you're happy either way. So I'm going with Wolfpack. I think that they'll end up pulling it out because I think with the turnover issue with on Duke's offense, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. We might turn it over once or we might turn it over seven times. And so that'll be the tell of the game, I think. All right, Morgan. Um, sorry, Dustin, I'm going to go Wolfpack here. Duke, uh, they're – Turnover ratio, uh, just I think NC State. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for Wolfpack. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I won't go much into further detail. Ryan, eight. I'll save my talking for the text. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a uh, couple things about this matchup. Um, we don't play each other nearly enough. First time since 2013. Only two times in the last like 16 years, which is ridiculous. ACC needs to fix that. But regarding this weekend. Um, NC State's defense looked pretty good last week. I mean, they got four turnovers, should have had six or seven if the, the safety hadn't dropped two easy picks. Peyton Wilson dropped an easy pick. The, um, it, the thing that people don't understand about the state defense is 66% of the snaps are played by freshmen and sophomores. They only had 4% of the snaps on the season played by seniors. One junior plays. Like, it's, it's a very young defense, and they're, it's coming together a little bit better against uh, middle of the pack and, and lower 
tier ACC teams. I expect them to play pretty well, get some uh, some uh, turnovers against that turnover prone Blue Devil squad, and bring out the uh, the turnover turnover bone. Let the big dogs eat. And um, with that being said. <laughs> They played well for two straight weeks. They're ranked 27th in the country. A win will get them into a top 25 matchup with Carolina. And for all those reasons, I'm picking Duke to win by three. Whoa. <laughs> I'll go back and delete what I wrote. Oh. Yeah, always bet against your team. That way you always win. There's just too much going well for NC State right now on the verge of being ranked in a big matchup against the Tar Heels for, for them to win this weekend. So I'm picking Duke. What a battered fan base. <laughs> <laughs> we keep coming back <laughs> all right next up uh we have uva versus wake forest so i'm gonna go to the resident uh the biggest uva supporter i know morgan irby <laughs> yeah, um, i can't stand anything about uva or charlottesville uh wine country cheese armani suits bow ties field hockey football is the furthest thing that they know how to do they get lucky once every 500 years um i'm going wake forest just because I, I can't stand uva uva will probably win but the hell of them wake forest i hope they beat them 52 to 7 all right angle because i just love that that score 52 to 7 it comes up so many good times <laughs> we'll have to explain that at some point in the future <laughs> um <laughs> I'm fine, Morgan. I'll pick UVA on behalf of my wine and cheese loving brethren that are good at field hockey. I'll pick. I'll pick UVA. <laughs> Dustin. Uh, UVA. They're not a bad team. But they're not good. Wake is worse. <laughs> I agreed. I got uh, Virginia winning this one. Um, they both don't look too good. But I mean, what is it? What is there to say? This is a crappy game. Uh, I'm going yeah. Virginia. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to screw up my record, but I just – no. You have principles. All right, next up we have the Florida State Sem Seminoles versus the fake news number five team in the country, <laughs> uh, the UNC Tar Heels. And I want it to be noted that Mac Brown, when he was at Carolina the first time, never beat Florida State. So, can – the question mm. is, can he do it this time against a very – like, this isn't Florida State from the 90s. Angle, what's your take? My pick is Carolina. In theory, the FSUD is atrocious. It just is. I, I, I save you all the stats. Notre Dame did whatever they wanted last week against Florida State. And I think that Virginia Tech is good. And it seemed like we sure as hell did whatever we wanted against them too. Long story short, 9.3 yards a rush, 11.2 yards a pass last week. That's pretty much a first down. In theory, this should be a blowout. I, I'm picking Carolina, I'm, uh, but I'm always nervous about Carolina. Speaking of battered fan bases. Yeah, with all those basketball national championships you cheated for, y'all were so battered. Dustin, next. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I mean, what a, we're in some weird alternate universe right now where Florida State's not good and Carolina's number five in the country. So, Carolina, I guess, I don't care. Let's just move on to the next pick. <laughs> Morgan? <laughs> I'm going to go Carolina. Um, like I said, if they play like they did last week, Florida State's defense is worse than Tech's. Um, True. That, that one, that one-two punch that the Carolina had with their running game. I mean, even Sam Howell can rush. They're, I mean, they're just going to get a first down every time they get get the ball, unless they for some reason get you know a turnover bug, 
which happens to everybody. I don't see that happening. So I, I'm going to go with Carolina. You know, it's going to be an easy win. I think by halftime, you're going to want to turn the game off. <laughs> Thanks for the reverse jinx. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Florida State hasn't looked too good. They looked a little better last week uh, against Notre Dame. Um, Carolina's defense, like I said, hasn't impressed me all year. Um, but their offense is another story. Between Sam Howell and um, Daz Newsom, and then was it Carter and Williams, your, your two-headed yeah. running back monster that you have there. I think it's going to be too much for the Seminoles right now. Um, I got Carolina winning, maintaining that number five at worst, maybe moving up to number four and get, setting it up for them to be upset by the NC State Wolfpack in Chapel Hill next week. Go to hell, Carolina. <laughs> yeah, neat. The only thing worse than losing to Florida State and Tala Gross is losing to NC. Yeah, whatever. Next, next comment. <laughs> All right, we got Boston College versus Virginia Tech. What do you say, Hokey well, fan? Well, you know, it's, it won't be Matt Ryan ruining my parade again, so we ain't got to worry about that. Um, it won't be I a, can't believe 14, you brought that up. 14 to 13, you know, bad games in the bag. Right, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> you just screwed yourself. Yeah. So, I if Tech Tech, you know, they last week, week before that, week before that, they've had a great running game with uh, the uh, Kansas transfer of Khalil Herbert. I mean, kids rushing for over well over 100 yards a game. He had 200 yards the week before that, and I think about 200 yards the week before that. I'm not too I'm not too up to date on Boston College's uh, defensive line if our offensive line can control the game for them and let let him get his yards i'll go virginia tech on a small win but it all depends on our secondary and uh, against that uh as angle said future sunday quarterback so i'm I'm, boston college is going to win by a field goal all right angle I was a believer in Boston College last week. It's it's what helped me out, picked against you guys. I'm picking Virginia Tech this week. Jerkovic's good. But I'm not sure that the BC defense is any good, and they scored a lot of points against us. So I'm picking Tech. All right, Dustin? Uh, I went back and forth on this one. I think it's second most interesting game of the week after the Wolfpack and the Blue Devils. Um, I, uh, BC's definitely a lot better. Tech's defense um, worries me. Yeah. However, I'm going to pick the Hokies. And uh, I, with that pick, I want to point out that I've picked three Virginia schools this week. So that's my useless fact for the week. <laughs> All that wine. <laughs> Still in your system. It's, it's, uh, it scores higher than California wine angle. And I would think people in uh, Carolina and Chapel Hill would know that. Let the record show that. Dustin lives in Virginia, just for everyone. <laughs> so, also, uh, okay, would I would I be able to update my my uh, pick depending on how many players are available to play for Tech? No, I think that can no, no, locked in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just to be quick, uh, I think it's actually going to be a pretty interesting game. Uh, it depends on which Virginia Tech defense shows up. I think both teams. Um, have looked solid at different times throughout the year, but I actually got Virginia Tech in a close one. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way, but I'm going uh, with the Hokies. And that will wrap up the uh, ACC pick them for this week. We'll update everyone on our records next, next week, and hopefully we'll have a uh, 
ranked Wolfpack Club. Moving to the next topic, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about dive bars. So, Ryan, if you kind of want to brief how this came about and what exactly we're going here. Sure. So the idea of this podcast, um, uh, hopefully this will come across more as we roll out the Facebook page. Uh, it, it's just it, the podcast has been heavy on sports, um, but we, we want to kind of show and share the camaraderie and friendship that we've experienced uh, in our friend group. Uh, we've attended ball games, concerts, bachelor trips, whatever. Um, we've known each other for a very long time, and we got a pretty special bond with each other, with the places we've been and stuff we've seen, minus, you know, St. Louis. So um, that said, <laughs> one of the first things that we think of when a trip we've taken is where we're going or where we're going to drink or maybe a cool spot we can post up in, something like that, right? So we've um, – we just kind of wanted to cover something that's a little bit different. That's a little bit separate from uh, sports. It's a little bit separate from us like bantering back and forth, hopefully in the future, uh, trying to make this brief, but ho hopefully in the future, right? It's, it's been difficult for us to do exactly what we want to do with this because of kind of the COVID situations in different States, but hopefully we'll be able to kind of go different places and kind of live our lives like we were doing before. And if we're able to do that and kind of post pictures and, have podcasts and kind of bring to light different things that we've been able to see. It'll, it'll kind of come to light a little bit better and it won't be so sports driven. But to that point, we wanted to kind of bring up some of the dive bars that we've been to and kind of highlight them and just kind of do like a round, a round table on like some of the cool places we've seen. So that's, that's my hopefully brief version of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I guess I can kick it off with one that um, <clears throat> I know that Dustin and I both have been to out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was uh pretty pretty cool experience is uh about what was it dustin like three years ago now something like that yeah we spent new year's <laughs> in tulsa oklahoma yeah it was uh, three me, years ago me dustin his wife and um one of my good buddies andy flew out there to go see turnpike troubadours and american aquarium at the uh famous canes ballroom and there's a turnpike troubadour song called the mercury that is um just at, it, it, there isn't actually a dive bar in Tulsa that is kind of about kind of like where the song takes place. And as you would guess, it's called the Mercury. So we wanted to go in there. We went in there and uh, it's, it's like this small little dingy, like uh, it has like a little small stage to the, off to the right where you can, uh, where they have bands play. They have an actual old, like kind of like jukebox in there that has everything from George Jones up to Turnpike Troubadours, uh, one of the, the Oklahoma bands that we went to go see. And the one story that I always like to tell about this, um, I had never actually seen Pearl beer in a can before. I'd always heard it in the David Allen Coe song and we saw it in there and we were like, well, look at that. Like there's actually Pearl. So we went in there and, uh, we drank all the Pearl they had in stock. <laughs> they, so. they it literally drank them out of Pearl. And the next <laughs> day they were not restocked when we went back for day two in Pearl. <laughs> So yeah, the Mercury is a cool place if you're ever out in Tulsa. Definitely check it out if you know. Yeah, it's good, it, it was spot. great. It had like a fireplace in the corner. It's such like a weird little place. Yeah, it had like a strange. fireplace going in one corner, like a band tucked off to another corner, a jukebox for when the band wasn't playing, pearl beer that Lord you know, who knows where that's sold these days. I mean, it was just a yeah. But if you listen to the song The Mercury from Turnpike Troubadours, yeah. it'll paint you a picture. You'll, you'll yeah. understand. And that second night after Dustin and Jenny left, <clears throat> Andy and I stayed at the bar for a little bit longer. And I went to go buy a, a hat from the Mercury. Andy walks up beside me. He goes, hey, put get two. Put them on his tab. 
So <laughs> he gets that hat. And then like a few months later, we're in Raleigh and he's in the back of an Uber and starts getting sick. He throws up in his mercury hat, tosses it outside the window on the side of the highway. <laughs> and the only reason I bring that up is because the next day Andy goes out there and picks it up off the side of the highway, takes it home and power washed it. And he still wears that hat to this day. <laughs> That's uh, mercury is a magical place. <laughs> Morgan, at some point in the future, we'll have to tell the story about going to look for the Red Sox hat after the 2007 world series. That was we had a similar story, Logan. <laughs> hey, is that is that the uh, is that the place where you guys were wearing the six packs on your belt? No, that's at Canes. Like they sell you okay. beer and in, in Oklahoma at Canes Ballroom. At the, it's a great venue. Like Bob Wills has played there. Um, all the Hank Texas Senior. guys. Yeah, Hank Senior played there. <clears throat> Fantastic place. But they sell you beer in six packs. And okay. some of the locals told us, you know how you're supposed to carry these around. We were like, no. He's like, get out your belt loop unbuckling your belt put it through like it's a you're wearing a six shooter <laughs> and so we were walking around with a six pack of beer on the side like we were carrying around a six shooter in the old west yeah and you throw your can when you're done you throw your cans on the floor and just leave yeah. it there they clean it up later it's <laughs> it's incredible this it, one day when we talk music venues this place yeah. will come up again you want me to go next yeah go ahead all right so I went with a coastal theme for this round. We're not ranking anything. I just figured that would be a nice way to do it. Um, a lot of places in the South still reasonable enough to sit by the water, but I kind of tried to expand it out of the South just to kind of pick some places that maybe I'd been that other people had it. The first place I'll go with is the elbow room. Uh, I know Dustin's been there with me. Um, it's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, the first time I went there, I was loosely on tour with a band. Um, I was helping them basically make money while they played uh, Panama City Beach events. And then on the way down to Panama City, we stopped at a bunch of Wild Wing cafes. So if you guys know what that is. Played shows, handed out flyers, sold merch, that whole thing. Uh, drank off their tab, that's for damn sure. And um, <laughs> it was on the way down to Miami. But uh, that was the first time I went. Fort Lauderdale, obviously 45 minutes north of there. It's a really, really cool spot. It's uh, got to be from, I got to say it's from like the 50s or 60s. Um, please don't, uh, it was cash only when I went in 2010 for the first time. And I remember that because I took, uh, I was college student, college broke, uh, went to the ATM, paid the fee, took 40 bucks out, walked over to the band and they said like, can we get a round of shots of Jaeger? Uh, the guy goes, yeah, that'll be 38 bucks. And I said, you can keep the tip and drop the 40 bucks down. And that was traumatic because that was the fastest I've ever spent $40 in my entire life. But the place is cash only. It's right next to Tortuga, which is a festival that happens down there in Fort Lauderdale. Been there with the wife a couple times. It's a solid place to go. Um, I've got pictures of it. We'll put them on the Facebook page. Long story short, Elbow Room. It's a solid place. We went there with our buddies. I literally made them stop on the other side of the bridge. Why are we stopping in Fort Lauderdale? I said, you just got to go to this bar. It's a cool spot. I think yeah. everybody enjoyed themselves. No, it was. It's cool. We got a, we have a few pictures from there, which we'll have to share on the Facebook <laughs> page. Like and follow. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you, I mean, it's right on the beach. Like, it's right across yeah. the street from the beach, right? And um, it was a cool little – it was a nice way to kick off that trip. Absolutely. So you get the ocean air coming in. It's it's completely wrap around. It's on a corner, and it's uh, completely ocean air blowing in through. And you can tell it's a it's a bar in Florida. There's some lifers and 
behind the bar and on the other side of the bar. And it's a fun experience. Elbow room. <laughs> nice. All right. Who's yeah. next? I'll, uh, I'll throw out one. Um, tune in in Washington, D.C. Don't know if any of your dive bars have burned up <laughs> and then reopened, but mine has. <laughs> so this bar caught on fire, had to be redone because it was so nasty and so mismanaged <laughs> that it actually caught on fire. So uh, it's a long, narrow bar. It's got a little, uh, you just walk in, it's like a shotgun style and it's got like booths around and it's got like a, a, you know, like a bar to the left when you walk in. Um, they've got like deer and animal heads all over the walls. Uh, they had a layer of dust so thick that it looked like you, no one had visited the place in 50 years. Um, it was so old that it was grandfathered in to serve whiskey an hour earlier than all the other bars in the city. So if you needed a shot at 8 a.m., you could get it there, but you had to wait an hour to get it somewhere else. Um, did I mention that it actually burned up and it had to be, and then reopen? Um, <laughs> so it's just, you know, you, they, they always had Natty Bow before, like, it was cool to have Natty Bow. Right. Um, which is which is the Baltimore for people who don't know it's a Baltimore beer originally, and like there at one time even places like Washington D.C. didn't have it, but they were one of the few places that did, and uh, it's just so interesting because this place is six blocks from the U.S. Capitol, and it's this little place that's just I don't know when they opened, but they've stood the test of time and they've been true to who they are. So it's a cool place if you're in, if you're walking distance from the U.S. Capitol, go by and and have a drink. Tune in. <laughs> All right, Morgan. So uh, I'll go next. Um, good, good little place for me is a place called Lula's down in Wilmington. Um, I picked this one not because you know I lived in Wilmington for 15 years, but it was also one of the first dive bar I actually ever went to after I turned 21. Um, yeah, we were out on the beach for a couple hours one day, heading back into town, buddy Jeremy. And uh, Jason, the guy was at my wedding, um, we were looking for a place to go. My buddy Jeremy's like, well, hey, have you been to Lula's yet? Now that you turned 21, like, no, I hadn't. He's like, all right, well, you're in for a treat for this place. So we hopped in the cab, went downtown. And it's, uh, if you don't know where it's at, it's kind of hard to find it. You kind of have to be shown where it's at the first time you go there. Now, I think they do have a sign on the sidewalk these days, pipe pointing you to it. But back back then, if you didn't know where it was at, there was a good reason why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like beer fest. Uh, so, yeah. Exactly. You go up, it's, it's up under a fondue restaurant. You go down this little set of stairs, down a narrow claustrophobic hallway into this kind of like um tune in like a shoebox shoebox little hole in the wall dungeon looking place and it's tiny i don't think you could probably fit less than 50 people in there comfortably maybe less than that and it's just you've got old little old wooden stools there rickety falling apart bathrooms smell like god-awful and always got cheap prices, you know, so you could always go in there, bank on having a, a stool too being open at all given times. But it was 
probably the first dive bar I ever went to, and I usually rank my dive bars off of that experience. For what it's worth, this may be an unpopular opinion, but we, uh, my wife and Morgan and his wife chose to briefly at the end of Dustin's experience in Wilmington pop over <laughs> one block over to Lula's. I think we went over in our, in our finest wedding summer wedding best into the dive bar. <laughs> Good. There is Class a lot up of the joint. What's that? Class, Class up, up the joint. There's a lot oh. of inappropriate photos taken of us throwing devil's hands to like Soundgarden or who knows what was playing. <laughs> <laughs> For the, for the record, when, when you used to be able to smoke in bars in North Carolina, if you went in there, whether you smoked or not, you, you went home smelling like an ashtray. <laughs> and it was pretty, pretty bad. I think the, the first night there, we were there, I did five Irish car bombs. I, I don't remember much after that. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been six then. <laughs> Might have been six. Who knows? Could have been four. <laughs> So that's uh, that's Lula's in Wilmington. So if you're ever in Wilmington, hit up Lula's. You know you have a, you can't go wrong with having a good night there. All right. So there's one that I, I want to bring up because uh, it was like the spot that we all went to in college. Unfortunately, it's it's not open anymore. But it was uh, the Thursday night spot my sophomore through senior year and closed down at the tail end of my senior year. Place on Glenwood Avenue called Napper Tandy's. It was like like the, you had to go downstairs into this like little really dark Irish pub looking thing. And it was like everybody my age, everybody knew they were like Thursday, you going to Nappers? Everybody was like, hell yeah. There was always a live band. Mm -hmm. Beer was always cheap. It was like $2 drafts for uh, like this for like shock top, which is like great value brand, uh, great value brand blue moon. I can't ever say that in a a row, but uh, cheap shock top, cheap light beer all throughout. And one funny thing is like we, went there so much that like every Thursday is almost like we had our own little booth in the corner and like we would, people would come and like that we were friends with that we weren't close friends with come and talk to us at our own little table. And then my buddy who I'm not going to say his name cause he's now a special forces in the military. I don't want to get him in trouble, but he uh, used to reach around cause it's one of the few places where the, the taps are on the, the side of the bar where the, the customers stand, not on the opposite side. So when the lines were too long, he used to reach around, he'd look at me and start laughing. He'd pour his own beer and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) But Napper Tandy's was a great time. You talk to any of my friends from Raleigh around that time, like everybody went there. There, like it was just it was packed and we couldn't get in for the longest time because we were underage. So we just we noticed that they had the same Bud Light wristbands every week. We'd find them on the street, we'd keep them and we'd tape them to our wrists and just walk in through the back door. (laughs) So like Thursday nights was Napper Tandy's nights in Raleigh. Now that they're closed, you can tell these stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got closed down, ironically enough, for underage drinking. <laughs> Is your special forces friend the one that A-OK'd our uh, Bummer Jams podcast? Yeah. Or playlist? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I like his style. <laughs> All right. I'll go next. Um, I'm going to – I'll be the first one to take it out of the south, I think. Um, I'm going to Harbor Pub. I, I kind of thought about it a long time and I figured, you know what, like I'll, I'm doing it. It's in the 808 AKA, uh, AKA Honolulu. Um, I'll keep the story short, but basically um, I was out there in Honolulu and speaking of miserable and reckless, can't tell when we were out in Hawaii, who is more miserable and who is more reckless. Uh, if it was my wife being miserable because she hadn't seen enough waterfalls and walked up enough, enough volcanoes <laughs> in one day 
hey, look, we're on top of a volcano. We can walk all the way down there. And I was like, well, my chafing thighs say differently, but uh, that's fine. So by the time I was all the way down Waikiki <coughs> on the other side, uh, I was about had it. And I happened to realize that there was a fireworks show that happens every Friday night on Waikiki Beach. So we stopped for this and uh, we kind of looked at it and then I kind of turned around and wanted to see a cool little spot that we, uh, uh, that we could potentially post up at and I could kind of ice my, ice my legs, so to speak. And so we found this underground place that was literally right next to the harbor, um, walked down the stairs and kind of was greeted by a, let's call it a sailor's bar with all sorts of like anchors and captain's wheels and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I could, I could kind of dig this place. Their windows are above ground, so almost like sewer level, if you think about it like that. And they've got trade winds that are blowing in right off the harbor, so it keeps the whole place cool. Um, basically, these guys specialize in bar food and that they don't specialize in, in it at all. They just give you a lot of food and it's subpar. And it's, <laughs> it's great prices compared to everything else that's there. Oh, come in for $40 sushi. And no, it's like, here's nachos. It's more than you can eat. They're $7. Like, it's. it's a, <laughs> It's a wonderful place. Um, if I'm being honest, we sat down next to an Australian cattleman. Um, I don't remember if he showed up on a yacht or not, or if he was like doing a liveaboard thing, or if he was just in town for whatever. But we talked to him for a while. It's just the kind of place that you want to go to and just hang out with people. Um, it's really far off the beaten path in that it's not in the south and it's in Honolulu, but it. That's pretty off the beaten path. <laughs> but just, you want to find a bar at the end of the world. I, I told you I was trying to go coastal. So if you want to find a bar at the end of the world, that's that's a spot to go show up. They've got pizza, nachos. They've got brunch. Things start at 7 a.m. They'll give you sausage and gravy at 7 a.m. and they'll start serving you. So, I mean. Sausage, just, gravy, and a shot. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, though, in Hawaii, a lot of the football games start at 7 a.m., right? Mm -hmm. So people do show up early for that kind of stuff. So. Anyways, I'll keep it short, but stiff drinks, Aussie cattle ranchers, pizza, 90s TVs with VCRs, trade winds blowing through. It's a nice place. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> um, I think I, I kind of, you know, all the coastal talk, Wilmington talk, I got to go back to uh, the real Jerry Allens in Rice yeah. Beach. Not the more recent kind of tried to update, sort of looks like South Beach Jerry Allens. But the original Jerry Allen's, Jerry Allen's that Morgan Angle and I went to over the years. Um, you know, sticky floors, nasty bathrooms. The smoke was so thick back yep. in the smoking days that when you walked in there, you couldn't see and your eyes burned and you had to get rid of your clothes the next day. Like, people, getting, people getting kicked out for pissing in the sink in the bathroom because they couldn't hold it. Yeah, well, <laughs> when you're serving – one dollar PBRs uh, from nasty, <laughs> never been cleaned beer lines. You know, people gonna do what it they gotta do. Sometimes <laughs> it happens. And and I think that's where I had my first beer. You know that. I think that's where I had I my first that. beer. Yeah. PBR. Well, that that that's awesome. Like it just adds to the allure of this place, and it also adds to what I where I, I'm about to go with this. So. I think what makes this place even more interesting is like when we took, when Morgan Angle and me took our, at the time, maybe they weren't wives, but wives down to Riceville Beach and we we're like, it's magical. Everything's wonderful. Everything's great. We can't wait to take you to the beach bars. Yeah. They had a vision in their minds of what the beach bars were. 
We took them to Jerry Allen. <laughs> it's around the corner from the beach. It's not on the beach. It's also what we were just describing. <laughs> and they're just like, I thought these were beach bars. We're like, yeah, they are beach bars. Yeah, they're near the beach. beach bars. Here's the like, beach, no, here's I- the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand the problem. <laughs> and they're just like, and they're looking around at this place like, this is what you get excited about? <laughs> Sweetie, you it's like got half the lung cancer now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's what's not the love, you know. It it's a little nostalgia, a little bit it actually is fun and a little bit uh funny to think about what are we put our ladies through when we love something. <laughs> so yeah, Jerry Allen's Riceville Beach, North Carolina. Visit the rest of the beach bars when you're there. If you want to hear one ten second story. About a guy that worked at Jerry Allen's forever. Gone. Rusty. Yep. Bouncer forever, man. He would let you in underage. I'll keep it 10 seconds. Bottom line, one of our friends gets punched in the face. He wasn't taking that for anything. He went after that guy. He was training to be in the military. So he decided to use all his training on the back of this kid's skull. I wasn't going to go that far. I was just going to say area. Man, it was it was a it was a rough and tumble place, but at the same time, once you were in and you were family, they would let they would let the college students come and go. But if you were in and they knew you, it was it was really 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 enjoyable. It, I'm glad you said it, Dustin, because to be quite honest, I, I I can't emphasize this place enough. This is number one, I think, in at least three of the four people on this podcast list of bars. Oh yeah, it it'll be ranked pretty high. I'm sure Morgan would agree. Oh, I agree. And on on given nights, right across the street, their their sister bar, you know, not really their sister bar, but they treated each other like family. Um, loggerheads, you know, as long as it wasn't jam packed, you know, you can go in there, and they usually would have uh, on Saturday afternoons, Sunday afternoons, they'd have the uh, the last waltz on on the TV. You know, who, for those who don't know, it's about the uh, the band, and just a few people hanging out in there, tall boy PBRs for like $3 or less, sometimes two fifty. You just sit in there. Reddish uh, jukebox in town. Yep. J- no, I, I tell you, no, that was not. And if you're a fish and widespread panic fan, then it's the greatest jukebox in the world. But that was <laughs> great hippie garbage. I, I stayed away from that jukebox. That was the worst jukebox ever. <laughs> you're so easy to poke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw in a little sublime and Jack Johnson and you got yourself a party. <laughs> you're correct about the bar i almost got Sorry. into it with a carolina fan at loggerheads once you were uh, at loggerheads at loggerheads yeah and this <laughs> carolina fan was running his mouth to me and my friends and like he he broke a bottle down on the ground because he was so pissed off so like we just like we just started yelling at him being like fuck you fuck you like that and his like boys had to like carry him away because he was like trying to fight we were just an- antagonizing the guy probably was partially our fault but, <laughs> sounds, but... Sounds, sounds like a kid who probably got kicked out of uh 22 north <laughs> but, uh, so people uh, are gonna know all these references if we just keep going on and on <laughs> Jerry Allen's Loggerheads. Go to Riceville Beach Beach Bar. Okay. Visit those right places. across the street. <laughs> yeah. Now I'll, I'll give you one more dive bar in Wilmington, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. But downtown again, um, Barbary Coast. It's a good little place on Friday nights. Um, go in there. I mean, obviously getting there before uh, too late at night it gets a little packed in there. But if you're gonna start tonight out, it's no cover. 
Um, pretty much looks like a biker bar. In fact, back in the day, it pretty much was a biker bar. Um, it used to be you walk by that place and you just didn't walk in there. It was a little sketchy, but they kind of churched it up a little bit. And But you go in there Friday nights, $5, get you a shot of house whiskey and a 16-ounce PBR. And I don't know how else to start the Friday night right other than that. <laughs> There's yeah. Go ahead. That place was like right next to where uh, Jenny and I got married, so I know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> it's, it's a cool little place, man. I mean, it's just kind of a family atmosphere in there as well. But I feel like most dive bars, you know, that's one of the things I always loved about dive bars. If you treat people in there right, you know, you're like, you become kind of, kind of a little bit of a family in there. There, There's one in Raleigh that I do want to mention that there, I think y'all said there used to be one in Wilmington, but um, was Rum Runners uh, in Raleigh. Rum Runners was great on Wednesday nights if you could make it out there. Um, it, you'd pay a $5 cover. It was a $1.50 double uh, rum and coke whales. Like, they had half of it split off for people that liked the club scene. Not really me. And then the other half had dueling pianos, sticky wooden floors, cheap drinks, and people just sitting around while they're playing, like, uh, old classic rock songs and some pop songs and everything on the piano. And is, I bring this up because I think I had met Morgan, like, twice before then once or twice and i think that was the first time that i met angle uh angle and dustin came to town because the next day on a thursday night we were going to go watch uh the four and eight blue devils beat uh carolina at wallace wade and th the night before we went out to rum run <laughs> we, we went out to rum runners and uh and it, it was something else i remember angle trying to uh tell me he's like you're just out of college you need to be taking a shot with me <laughs> so he kind of forced me to take one or two shots at, uh, at rum runners, but that was, that was a fun place. Super cheap. All these good people in there. But I said, you learned a good lesson that night. Cause, uh, we learned it back in college, right? Bottom line is you don't get the mixer put in there. You just pour the double in the in the glass, yeah. and the important thing is, if you know you're going to rum runners, then you pull the extra gin you have in your boot out of your pocket in the bathroom, and then you pour it right in, and nobody knows the difference. So <laughs> there's cheap, and then there's cheapest. <laughs> it's funny you bring up the gin because I remember, like, like I said, that was the first time I met you. I remember talking to Dustin the next day. I was like, when we got back to Morgan's house and we started watching Friday Night Lights on the TV. Angle just pulls a uh, airplane bottle of gin out of it, out of the sock, and pours it into a cup. <laughs> <laughs> and that, in a nutshell, was rum runners. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know how much. Are we? Are we doing three each, or are we? Are we just you can do whatever you want. <laughs> All right. If we've done Jerry Allen's and we've done the thing where me and Logan met, then like we've got to do. We didn't rank these, but we've got to do the one that I put on the list. Of it's course. not in the South, but it counts because it is miserable and reckless ground zero. It is the Oak Street Beach Cafe. It's only open in the summer. For those of you that don't know, Oak Street Beach is in Chicago. It's on Lake Michigan. We spent entirely too much time here sometime in June 2014. Maybe it was July. I will be more than happy to post pictures on the Facebook page. I still have pictures on my phone of, of, of being at this bar. The yellow umbrellas. I took my wife there for our honeymoon, actually, to Chicago. And we walked down to Oak Street Beach 
in the middle of the summer and I was so bummed out that they hadn't yet built the bar for the summer. I just, I wanted to take her there. It's just, it is what it is. It's overpriced bar food. They play chill out music way too loud considering that it's basically chill out music. So they're basically screaming at everyone playing volleyball to chill out, which is awesome. <laughs> be, be a little less active. Come eat our overpriced tacos and nachos and, 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 and drink our liquor. Um, the waitresses could not care any less about what's going on there. You basically go directly to the bar. And then there's a bunch of signs telling you that alcohol isn't permitted on the beach, which absolutely 0% of the population follows. And quite frankly, uh, the lifeguards leave at seven o'clock anyways. And let's be honest, those 18 year olds aren't enforcing the alcohol policy anyways, because they're already drunk. So <laughs> it's the most wonderful place in the world, especially after you go to a Wrigley game during the day. Then you go to a Tom Petty concert at night and then you stumble drunk down to the beach and that place is still open. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oak, Oak Street Beach in general, but that place is magical. It, I mean, it, one thing that you'll get from this podcast is a love of Chicago. I don't care that it's in the Midwest, but you go to summertime Chicago and you go to that place, it's one of the best. So yeah, that's, a, that's perfect for this discussion. There is something that kind of makes you like, there's a Chicago-ness to it in that like you do have to kind of hold your stuff together because it's a fake bar. It's a, it's a, it's a mystical place. They take it down for 10 months out of the year or whatever. Right. There's no bathroom. So if you want to go to the bathroom, cause you've had a little much or who knows what, right. You've got to walk across like a bike lane. That's two lanes wide. Then you've got to walk down into some tunnel where like everybody else passes through, like, which is right next to the city. And then there's like a bat, like a men's and women's bathroom, like in the tunnel. So it's like, well, do you want to do that? Or I mean, there's a lake. So it's just an added little, little play into a, into the whole experience. A quirk, that, if you that will. Is, that is definitely a weekend I, I, uh, a trip that I regret going on, not going on. I, but I, I get told, I get, it gets pointed out to me quite often about that trip that I was and on. And we'll, we will never let you forget it. And that's why I love you guys. <laughs> well, I, I would definitely like to add in an, another bar myself. Um, this is probably one that most people probably, who knows if they'll ever make it over there to, to this place. But, you know, Ryan was bringing up, you know, honeymoons and whatnot. When we went to, you know, Bermuda for our honeymoon, a lot of the places were, you know, not fancy, fancy, but they were, they're nice and expensive at most places because they ship in everything to this, um, to this small island but we ended up finding one little dive bar if you want to call it uh called the country squire and that place was pretty much if you've ever been to dockside in wilmington it was the dockside of, of bermuda it you know chairs that all four legs weren't the same length so they rocking back and forth um sticky menus that were laminated you know pretty much bar you know bar food everything was fried for the most part you know, we go over there and all these cats are from Bermuda and you expect to see some different sport on the TV. We sit down, it's on a Sunday and they have the race on and they are all watching the race, taking shots. And it was just an awesome time. We uh, got some good shrimp and scallops from there fried and took shots with the locals. They all, all of them ordered us shots for our, uh, our honeymoon, it was a good time. But it was a place called the Country Squires right there on the uh, on the water. 
Doesn't it we have like you goats, covered. goats or sheep or something next to it? Uh, not really, but no? it is fields right next to it. Right. I know you watched Talladega there. Yep, we watched the. We were all sitting there watching that big wreck at the end. Yeah, a, well, go it ahead, sounds Dustin. cool. But I also what I just realized is we've got you covered all the way from Bermuda to Hawaii on this show. So depending on where you're traveling, you know where to go. I think we're still south of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> Bermuda <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> it is actually. It's straight out from North Carolina. Yeah. Hawaii is like in Mexico, basically. <laughs> That's <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, but. Yeah. All right. Are we doing the bless your heart? We're running way over. Yeah. Sorry, we get excited about that. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can kick that to next week. We'll save. We'll save the. Um, we talked about all the the degenerate shit this week. We'll we'll have a heartwarming. You know, the good in humanity next week. <laughs> that works. <laughs> All right. For uh, Dustin Morgan and Ryan, I'm Logan. We'll see you next time.